This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Usual. Hi. What, did I say something different? No. Oh. <laughs> All right, this week we're talking about Bubba Hotep. Oh yeah. Came out in 2002, directed by John Coscarelli. That's written, right. Written by Joe R. Lansdale, a short story, I guess, based off him, and then a uh, screenplay by Don Coscarelli, starring the one, the only, Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. And other guys I don't really recognize, Ozzie Davis, Ella Joyce, Heidi Marnhut. Uh, that's you other. didn't recognize Reggie? Yeah. Who's Reggie? Reggie from Phantasm? Nope. <laughs> the Ice Cream Man? No. <laughs> All right, Scott, this is your pick. Uh, why don't you lead us off here? Okay. Uh, saw this in theaters when it came out back in 2002. Hell After yeah. work with some, some peeps. I think Alex was there, right? I was. Uh, listener Daniel, I believe, was there too and, yeah. and others. Oh, thanks for the invite, guys. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we thinking... did invite you, but you was like, that sounds yeah. like Yeah, you think <laughs> time does change. sounds like something I would say. Yeah. Jeff had more important things to do. Yeah, like drink on his patio. Victoria Silf said, play me to the year. Yeah, fuck! <laughs> uh, so yeah, I saw this uh, at the... Went all the way up to Brea for this one. Yeah, limited release. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, we we were obviously big Bruce Campbell fans, massive uh, Army Darkness fans. So we heard about this thing, you know, any any chance to see the chin? Uh, mm-hmm. So 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 we were excited and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it at the time. Enjoyed it again watching it uh, for prepping for the podcast. Um, yeah, this is a. I, I was trying to describe this movie to somebody uh, a couple days ago. <laughs> I, I think it's safe to say this is high concept, yeah. even 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 if it's not that really complicated of a movie. Uh, and yeah, it, it was. Uh, you know, I'll I'll get out one of my honorable mentions out of the way. It's interesting after doing Phantasm the for the previous podcast because um, it's the same director to see like how much better he got. <laughs> yeah. In the in the in the interim, uh, he still does some goofy shit, but at least you know it was on purpose, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I I enjoyed this movie. It's a it's a fun little horror movie, um, and it's always great to see Bruce Campbell get the the spotlight. Yep. Um, well, as you heard, I was not invited, so I did not see this movie in the movie theater, and uh, just saw it for the first <laughs> time a couple hours ago. Alex, so you saw it with Scott, right? Yeah, I did. When I when I just heard the descriptions, like, oh, there's this new Bruce Campbell movie. I'm like, okay, go on. He's uh, Elvis impersonator, except he's not really. He's like the real Elvis, and he switched spots to get rid of the money. All right, I'm in. He's like, and he's being chased by a money by a mummy in an old folks' home. I was way beyond sold after that. That's even before about the JFK thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
that took me by surprise. Like, what? This movie, it just kept getting better and better. And I love watching this movie around October. It's great. Certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Go watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, as we usually do, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. So, Scott, why don't you lead us off? All right. Uh, first item is something that, that happens early on in the movie. Um, and it, it does a really nice job kind of setting the tone for for how bleak things are at this convalescent home, this uh, retirement home, mm-hmm. where the, uh, <laughs> the the old lady is kind of shuffling down the hallway <laughs> And she uh, walks by <laughs> yeah. the Iron Lung, which, by the way, is a great prop for this. I, I know. So good. Uh, you know, I, I don't know much about Iron Lungs, but I'm guessing they had to dig that one out of somewhere. Um, and she goes over to the to the poor woman, the poor old woman that's in this Iron Lung. And uh, she, uh, you know, puts her hand on her forehead and kind of brushes her hair back. And it's like, oh, that's that's nice. And she steals her glasses. This lady's an iron lung. This yeah. other old lady steals her glasses and, and walks off with her. Um, it's 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 just such a horrible thing for someone to do. But the fact that it was this little old lady that did it mm-hmm. uh, was uh, was it was a nice way to set the tone for for the place and the, the people there. Um, and it was also a good way where you know horrible stuff happened that that lady soon after. You know you didn't <laughs> but, come up and yeah yeah. But you didn't feel like. That's sad for <laughs> Yeah. Nope, not at all. <laughs> all right, um, I'll go next. And just, uh, it's not even a bad thing about the movie. It's, uh, it's just the convalescent home stuff. I don't like that. Like, you know, Scott, you don't like watching awkward comedy or co- movies and stuff. It's just, uh, just like it's just waiting for us. I don't like that. <laughs> a couple with my grandmas and. <sighs> yeah, no, I, I've, I've. Yeah, same it's thing just with the, waiting for us. Like I hate like that. Yeah, yeah. Just, just right off the bat, it's like this could be as funny as it wants, but it's like there's so much realty yeah. there. That just like it yeah, those me. those mm-hmm. those places are depressing. Yeah, so at least they can be. Uh, just the negative, I have to say, just one of those things where I just feel dirty and just like, ugh, don't think about the future because that's where you're headed. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a couple more years. You just yeah. gotta just you're doing you're doing good good job though with your with your nieces and nephew, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. Why is that? Make making inroads. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah. mm-hmm. I'll be a burden on them. I'll just hunt for mummies with my old friend. Yeah, Ozzy Davis. <laughs> there you go. So that's my number seven. Just the, the tone. I know this is a it's a horror movie, but it, you know it's comedy. Just that like. Ugh. So I guess it did what it wanted to do. I just don't like that. Um, Alex. My number seven is also that old lady <laughs> at the very beginning. I'll add a couple things. Like when she steals the glasses and she starts walking off, the poor lady in the iron lung just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I was like, oh, my God, that's so heartbreaking. And then later when that um, scarab is in her bed <laughs> And she's like, I'm going to kill you, you cockroach. <laughs> she adds like seven more syllables to that word. It was brilliant. I laugh every time. And then, yep, comeuppance. <laughs> so, yeah, great start. All right. Scott, number six. All right. Uh, that number six would be the, it's the second scarab fight between uh, the scarab and and Elvis slash Sebastian Half, mm-hmm. uh, when he strikes the karate pose. <laughs> yeah. 
I love the music. It's all dramatic then, too. Yeah. With a big guitar hit. Yeah, it's cracking me up. And then he does it again in the middle of the fight. He drops back into that stance. Like, <laughs> it's going to do anything at all. Uh, but, yeah, just it, it was shades of uh, Sam Raimi, um, the, the, the camera work in that fight. And also, this is kind of like the uh, graduated version of the the whatever uh, beetle thing from Phantasm. Oh, like, yeah. yeah like, I felt like this was the, the way he wanted to shoot it <laughs> initially, with less of a comedic bent, I'm sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, just, just him fighting this thing, just the old man, barely move. Uh, was, he uh, needs a walker for Pete's sake. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, just mostly on the strength of him doing the karate pose. <laughs> but yeah, that, that whole sequence was fun. Nice. All right. Uh, my number six is just when they're talking and he has, he asked if he wanted a ding dong, that whole scene. And like, not my ding dong, <laughs> chocolate ding dong. But I guess since they died me, mine would be chocolate now. And then... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they died me this color. <laughs> Jesus. And then he has the whole drawer full of candy and they're just like, super excited. I'll take a baby root. <laughs> I just like what you said. I'll take it maybe. So that's it. The candy scene. Yep. That's a fun with, scene. With Elvis and JFK. Alex. Uh my number six is another small scene. It was a little bit of a throwaway line, but it stood out and I still quote it to this day, where he's like after Elvis is fights the scarab and he kills it off. You know, nobody fucks with the king. And he's ex- trying to explain to the uh, to Reggie from Phantasm, he's like, "You've got a big cockroach problem here, man." They're like, "Huge! They're the size of my fist. They're the size of a peanut butter and banana sandwich, man." <laughs> that it's like a little throwaway line, but every you know, even if you're a little bit interested in Elvis, you know that that was his absolute yeah. favorite food. So they sprinkle in stuff like that throughout, but that line just gets me. In the theater, I think I laughed like a bit too loud at that line. <laughs> he, he finishes up that that whole that whole speech with. Oh, who cares? I got a growth of my pecker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So good. Campbell. <laughs> All right. Scott, number five. Uh, number five is uh, something that I, that I typically don't enjoy, but I think it's what really tied the whole movie together um, besides Bruce Campbell. Uh, but this is because of him, too. Uh, the, the narration. Um, I enjoyed the, the kind of constant uh, inner monologue uh, yeah. that was going on in uh, Bruce Campbell as Elvis. No, anyways, uh, <laughs> oh. I enjoyed the narration. <laughs> Don't you There's have more a bunch to say of stuff. About it? <laughs> Scott just cut out a bunch of stuff, folks. <laughs> yeah, it was, he went on a racist tirade. There it was weird. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> what do they ever do to you, Scott? <laughs> yeah. What do you got Who? against mummies? <laughs> Just accept. <laughs> get, you need to fill your heart with love, Scott, not hate. It's, it's yeah. pretty sad. Cutting this out, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my number five is just the whole like asshole sucking stuff they keep talking about. It made me laugh. Yep. Well, you got to watch out. Watch your ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch your ass. That was a good line. And just... Is he an asshole sucker? Or I forgot what he said. The way he first said it. Shit eater? No, shit I don't eater. think so. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Uh, it's just the whole way talking about it. And he'll come out of any orifice. And he just kept talking about it. So hashtag butt stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It made me laugh. <laughs> it's on my list. Number five. Alex. 
Final Warfare Five and Scott touched upon this a little bit, but the silly fights. Uh, you could you could feel the danger, but it was also like very comical, especially when Elvis is like the bug was flying in front of his face, and he's trying to catch it. So he starts moving his left hand a little bit to try and distract it, and then he swipes with his right. It still doesn't get it. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Plus the the fight, uh, also the climax of the movie when they fight the mummy. That was that whole thing was brilliant. Yeah, may I say that the scarab. Looked better in this movie than it did in Game of Thrones. Remember that one scene where they, it's like it's like a scarab type thing they try to assassinate Daenerys with, and that's when um, right, what's his face comes and saves her and joins the the party. Jorah <laughs> joins the party. Not Jorah. <laughs> no, it was the old man that got disgraced. Yeah, I remember from the books. Yeah, yeah. Selmy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Arthur and the Bold. They called him. <laughs> I just thought uh, it looked better. I mean, obviously it didn't, but it looked pretty good for 2002. Yeah, they used... Yeah. Well, they didn't have the budget to do a bunch of CG. <laughs> I think the budget for this movie was $500,000. And they shot it in like 30 days. But yeah, they just used a little bit of CG for when they scared like Obitson's wings. Yeah. And I think it's just a, a practical effect that an actual puppet is flying around after that. Yeah. Like I think when well, yeah when it was moving around you could tell it kind of looked cheesy but just like the way it looked physically I really liked it. So. All right, I think we're on to uh, Scott's number four. Yep. All right. Yes. Uh, so uh, I think we Jeff mentioned the watch your ass line with the the final prep on the porch uh, when they're they're ready to go off and do battle um, and the the whole setup to that with the. <laughs> Uh, we we should head out at two thirty, and then Ozzy Davis's character as JFK says, "Well, at the speed we travel, we better make it two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're out there, and they they fill up the the tank, um, and they they basically say their goodbyes. And there's the, the line, and uh, this this is basically like the pre battle moment, but one guy goes off in an electric wheelchair, <laughs> and, the, and the other guy just goes hobbling off with a walker, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is the the prelude to to the big final battle as it were yeah so i like that number five yeah. number four all right um my number, number four, yeah my number four is just to, i guess to piggyback off that a little bit during the fight and then when uh bruce campbell or elvis gets the wheelchair and he pops a wheelie as he takes off toward uh <laughs> toward bubba hotep i thought that was hilarious just <laughs> puts it in drive and i think pops a little wheelie oh, that was funny Time for ACT ION. <laughs> ACT ION. So, wheelchair popping wheelie. That's my number four. Simple. Uh, uh, Scott, Alex, number four. My number four is <clears throat> it really uh, the danger. The mummy is not all that dangerous. It's hobbling along. It's like a lesser, like weak mummy. He doesn't have, he has powers, but not a lot. And he's strong, but, you know, he's not superhuman, really. Except for, you know, a couple of disappearing acts that he pulls. So having him at an old folks home and Elvis and JFK and everybody in the home being elderly and it just their fragility makes every scene just a little bit tense. You know, it's not that he's super strong or that he's like it can appear anywhere like Michael Myers or Jason or anything. Uh, I mean, he's a scary looking mummy, but if he was up against like a normal person, he might get his ass kicked. But because he's dealing with, like, these 
fragile, you know, people at, at the end of their lifespan in their golden years, it just adds to the danger. And I like that that's like the, the danger factor in this movie. Okay. I agree with that. But in the defense of Michael Myers and uh, Jason, like in the first movies, it was limited to kids Good. too. It's the sequels. Yeah. Bubba Hotep Four: The Curse of Bubba Hotep. <laughs> it'll be it'll be out yeah, there. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be sandstorms and everything. Yeah, and exactly. Brendan Fraser's gonna have to save him. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number three. Uh, so kind of like Alex is saying, uh, the mummy is not terribly strong. Uh, but more so than that, he's just kind of an asshole. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's got the ridiculous cowboy boots and the hat, and he sneaks into the rest home to take shits. <laughs> which, which, while it's not on my list, might be my favorite thing about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> See, he goes to shit in the visitor's stall. Yeah, it's such a ridiculous concept, but it's yeah. it's actually part of the the plot that they, they how they figure things out. But yeah, like like Alex is saying that you know he basically fights a couple old men and like <laughs> and, he, and they they give him all he can handle basically. Uh, so yeah, I, I just like that the the monster is there and it is scary, but it's not like you know super powerful like the the other uh, killers and monsters you were talking about, Alex. Uh, so yeah, I I enjoyed it. Was kind of a, a lower stake kind of evil mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree as well alright my number three uh, I love the just Elvis explanation about the whole thing why he thinks I, I don't know the movie doesn't answer whether he really is Elvis or not right yeah, but I love the explanation great. of why he claims that he's Elvis and it's plausible right like <laughs> whatever so I just so like what that. do I got yeah mm-hmm so I just like that explanation because at first I was look, I had no idea what this movie was about. I just knew he was uh, El- somehow Elvis was involved and had Bruce Campbell and there was a mummy, and so it's just not what I expected at all. But I left that explanation. So that's my number three, Alex. My number three is uh, yeah, what Jeff was talking about. Just such a unique premise. I still haven't read the short story that this is based on, but it's it's so out there. But it works. It's compelling. You fall in love with all the characters. It's it's great. Great premise that sounds really stupid, but it just all everything just comes together in this movie. Hey, I had a quick question. When he comes when he makes a switch with, with the impersonator mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and he comes out and he has something on his face and he wipes it off. What is that? That's uh, the blueberry pie yeah. that Sebastian Half was eating. Yeah, so okay. th- that was their way to show <laughs> that they swapped. Yeah, I, I guess I missed that part because at first I was like, "What the hell?" Like, I, seriously, I had no idea this movie was. I'm like, "Did he just eat his soul?" Like, is he the eating people? Like, seriously, that's my first <laughs> thought. I'm like, "No, I must have missed something. It must have been like barbecue sauce because it's Elvis and he's eating shit." I don't know. <laughs> I guess I missed uh, the blueberry pie. Yeah, right. but half was in there just eating a pie by himself with some <laughs> with vodka, Jeebus H. So, yep. All right, that explains that. All right, uh, Scott, number two. Uh, number two is JFK, <laughs> Ozzy Davis, uh, just because he plays it so straight. Yeah, <laughs> like there's there's almost no like winking or nodding that oh yeah, it's not really him. Uh, like his line about how the girl pretending to be his niece like took him to the library. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might have been my favorite thing that he said. 
Yeah. Uh, so he could do research. Uh, but just like how he's so serious about everything in the, the whole JFK thing. Uh, and then there was like the little things that um, were, were about his character, not necessarily anything that, that Ozzy Davis did as the actor, but his room like cracking up every time they, they would show it. The, <laughs> the how He's got the diorama of the, the yeah. grassy knoll on the building and mm-hmm. the cars and uh, he's got the Jack Ruby and, and Oswald. Mugshots. <laughs> Mugshots. Yeah. Um, and something that I noticed, like, later in the movie, like, even his bed, and, like, the carpeting in the room is, like, very plush, as if it's, like, a presidential, like, bed and room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, just some little touches with that. Uh, but, yeah, just, uh, just you know, on paper, you're like, this just seems weird, but uh, the, the way Ozzy Davis sells it, and then... Uh, um, just his, uh, <laughs> him never really again winking or, or nodding that he's never actually him right. uh, really works in the movie. Yep, I agree. It was pretty good. All right, uh, my number two is I thought the mummy just he looked cool for the practical effects. He looked, he looked scary but cool at the same time. And I love at the end when he was talking. And they would just throw the hieroglyphics on the uh, screen, and then they translate it. I thought that was. I thought it was all. I thought the they pulled them off pretty good. That movie had a filthy mouth. He did. Just <laughs> like yeah, and just the sounds that they came out. And then yeah, the CGI letters would come up, and then and then uh, yeah, and then he just looked cool. He he almost looked like uh, I want to say like Barbosa from Pirates of the Caribbean movies. <laughs> Maybe just because of the hat with a feather in it, I think. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, boots. But, but in the boots, yeah. But it looked really good. I liked it a lot. So that's my number two. Alex. Uh, again, touching on what you guys were previously talking about, it's great characters is part of really the main reason why this movie works. Is all the memorable characters. Not just uh, Bruce Campbell's Elvis or Ozzie Davis as JFK, but also the nurse that's there putting the steroids on his dinger. Uh, the I'm glad they used these guys sparingly, but the pallbearers or the um, what's it called, the hearse drivers that had like their little moments every once in a while. So that was probably the my biggest complaint about the movie was the when they drop the body, you actually hear a slide whistle. Yeah, that was unnecessary. Yeah, just saying. Hey, the nurse is she from anything? Cause she looked really familiar. Yeah, I think she's still in a bunch of stuff. Um, Nothing off the top I, of your I, head. Yeah, I saw it on IMDb. She's done a few movies and she's in some TV shows. I think she's still working. I know the blonde is still working right now too. Uh, Callie, that came in to take her dad's stuff after he passed away. Yeah, she didn't look familiar. Either. Oh, oh, she was in Phantasm Four. You probably recognize her from that. <laughs> she she was in Seinfeld. She was. Yeah. The nurse. I'm just looking right now. Dean Jones. Oh, I, okay. Now I know. She's the one where uh, when Kramerica and Kramer has that intern and she calls Kramer and it's like, she's like the dean. I have a look at over his record. and Yeah. Oh, okay. It may or may not contain a chicken. Something like that. <laughs> Maybe that's where I recommend. Because I know I saw her from something, but everything I saw in here I did not recognize. I didn't go far enough down. Anyway, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, her and all the actors just make all the characters come to life in this place seem very, very real. And even uh, 
Oh, that the ill-fated Kimasabi that goes out guns blazing. <laughs> Asshole. Yep. Asshole. Asshole. <laughs> All yeah. right. Characters, great characters, number two. Scott, number one. Okay, number one, so we, we had JFK, but now it's Elvis. Oh, yeah. Uh, the chin, Bruce Campbell, uh, uh, despite, uh, like Alex was saying, some, some good performances and characters, this is Bruce Campbell's movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> almost every line of dialogue he has is Elvis is, is gold. especially in the narration stuff like when he when the girl's bending over in front of him and he talks about how he had a bird's eye view of her love nest (laughs) might as well just be a cat to her yeah Yeah. or the it's been two presidential elections since I had a boner like this one (laughs) like like that and just the very end when he 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 lines up his rings (laughs) To, to punch the, the mummy and says, TCB, baby. And he yeah. punches him. Like, <laughs> it's so good. Like, it's it's basically just a characterization. You know, I obviously it's not the most accurate ever <laughs> impersonation of Elvis, but it works. Um, and uh, he even sells some, some, some of the re- really ridiculous shit, like the... <laughs> like, farewell, Mr. President. <laughs> he salutes, he gets teary-eyed. Uh, so yeah, Bruce Campbell is great in this. Uh, I like when he steals one of JFK's lines and he calls him out on it. Yeah. <laughs> You're stealing some of my best lines. Yeah. All right, uh, my number one, same thing. I have Bruce Campbell, the chin. He's brilliant as always. Um, I, he's pretty much said everything. So same thing. Alex. Uh, hat trick. Bruce Campbell is Elvis. <laughs> it was this movie really was his. Everything was pretty much built around uh, Bruce Campbell and his ability to pull off Elvis, and it it worked. Everybody played off him, and yeah, some of the narrations line <laughs> really fucking dirty, and it was awesome. And he never actually said those things. It was just in his inner monologue, which I thought was fantastic. Not only as a device to move the plot along. But really, he got, like, really philosophical in some stuff that he was thinking. Like, is there really more to life than just eating, uh, what was the second thing? Eating something and sex. It was like food, shit, and fucking. Yeah. It's more to life than that. It's like, damn, them, I hate it when <laughs> movies make me think. <laughs> I mean, but, so you say it's his movie. Like, has Bruce Campbell starred in anything that were he wasn't his, like... He's kind of yeah. one of those things, or if he's in it, it's a Bruce Campbell movie. Like, yeah. Besides, like cameos, like in Spider Man or something. It's yeah, that's that's true, right? Um, <laughs> he's I, a force. I guess TV. He's mostly a, a side character in that, yeah. but still, he he pretty much steals the scenes anyway. And what? And like when he does TV work, as like a supporting actor. Yeah, supporting actor, no. But if it's like he's the star, like Briscoe County and stuff like that, yeah, it's him. It's um, which is awesome. That's why you. That's why you hire him. I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, any honorable mentions? Um, so, like I said to start things off, uh, it, it was kind of fun to see again how much better Coscarelli got at directing between this and <laughs> <laughs> and Phantasm. Well, it was nineteen seventy nine and two thousand two. Yeah, time to practice. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, I felt that obviously this movie is much, much tighter um, plot wise. Uh, like the Phantasm had all these like really long, boring shots. Um, and this, it felt like everything had more of a purpose to it, more of a pulse. Um, again, there was some weird shit, like with the slide whistle, I could have done without, <laughs> but, uh, for the most part, um, yeah, he, he did a much better job this time around. Uh, mm-hmm. you guys mentioned the candy scene I liked. Um, I really liked the, the scene right before he breaks his hip, how they, they couldn't afford to actually use any of the Elvis movie or Elvis music in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so they just had to show him like dance around like Elvis on stage, like. <laughs> so that whole montage is like a minute long of him just doing like the karate chops and the the hip thrusts <laughs> and everything and uh, <laughs> See, it was the gyrate, taking care of business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not actually singing, but taking care of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. All right. So I had one question. So the whole his whole dick problem, whatever. It never really did. I miss it. Did they ever come back on like like I thought I was going to play into something somehow, but it's not right. It's just. Yeah, it's just something that he deals with now. You know, yeah. as he's old, he's speculating that it's probably cancer, but nobody will tell him. Right. I don't know. It's I just, just kind of thought it was something that yeah. would come back into to play, like, I don't know, Chekhov's dick or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I never, they mentioned a big yeah. deal about his boners and everything. I was expecting something to happen with that, and yeah. it never did. Well, so I mean, I mean that, well, that, that was part of it, though. Like, him kind of coming back to life. Like, sure. That that was like the the first sign was him being able to get wood again, <laughs> right? And I thought that okay, the next would something would happen like it, that happened like half an hour into the movie or half into the movie. Like I thought it was going to escalate or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, that was an uncomfortable scene when he comes back and does it himself. By the way, <laughs> and he doesn't wash his and he doesn't wash his hands. He just goes to sleep. That looked painful too. It's gross. Yep. Yeah. All right, uh, let's rate it. So. Uh, as usual, we rate our uh, movies on a scale of one to seven. One being crap, seven being perfect. So, Scott, how um, did you rate this? So, this is one of those tough ones for me. Uh, so, again, f- very fun little horror movie. Bruce Campbell's greatness. Uh, a lot of great lines. It is kind of a slow burn. Um, and kind of like you pointed out, Jeff, the... Uh, the convalescent home, uh, while effective, is uncomfortable <laughs> and not really in an enjoyable way. Um, you know, I, I would definitely have this on in the background or stop to watch if it came on. Um, but I don't know that uh, it's it's going to be as high as, as other movies. So all that said, I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Uh, this is the first time I've seen it. I liked it probably don't need to see it again but if you know someone had it on i wouldn't leave so i'll give it a five as well alex well i'm gonna it's the easy six for me man i love this movie all right baby done yeah baby tcb (laughs) all right uh so what's our crossover list scott okay so there was a little sturm and drying trying to figure this one out um so it's gonna be kind of loose but basically the the top five uh costumes is what i'm going to call it or outfits um whatever you you guys have it down on your list um just based on the the awesome <laughs> uh elvis costumes that the bruce campbell wears in this movie 
She even said uh, when it, the jump in scenes. the flashback scene <laughs> when he's going to beat Sebastian half that belt buckle is the size of a dinner plate. <laughs> um, Alex loves his belt buckles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I imagine you guys might have uh, been coming at this list a little differently than I did. Um, so my list um, uh, had more kind of ensemble things, with sort of one exception here. Um, yeah. But I go ahead and start. Um, number five is The Matrix. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> uh, yeah. As as fucking ridiculous as all the the pleather is, <laughs> it still looks awesome. All the sunglasses, um, it still plays. Uh, yeah, we've we've all seen it. Uh, they made fun of it in Grandma's Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is close cousin in the Matrix. Yeah, uh, but still really cool. It was a, a unique look. Yeah. Product of the '90s, The Matrix, number five. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, my number five is yeah. This I don't know how we came up with this list from this movie, but I tried the same it's... thing like ensemble costuming and movies. Um, so as usual, I have to have Star Wars on my list. Star Wars is number five on my list. Really, you can't have Princess Leia's buns and her white dress, and the, later on the bikini and the the vest and the orange jumpsuits and all that stuff throughout the whole. Thing. And then later on in the prequels with the robes and the Queen Amidala stuff, so I'm just I'm su- I'm not surprised it's on your list, Jeff. I'm surprised it's that high or low, I should say. Yeah, well, I, I try to do something different every once in a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Not have Star Wars at the very top of the list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, so that's Star Wars is number five on my list. Alex, my number five is also The Matrix. Scott, your number four. Number four, okay, this is the, the only one that's more about a singular person. Uh, but that would be Satine, Nicole Kidman from Moulin Rouge, mm. uh, who throughout the movie has, has I knew it. several... <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, had s- several costume changes, and they're all um, very intricate. Um, and she like stands out in this movie that's uh, already very uh, colorful. Um, with with these costumes and I, Baz Luhrmann, man, I think it was the probably the point to have her um, stand up from everybody else. Uh, but they're they're all I don't know if "cool" is the word, but they they're definitely all eye catching. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Satine from Moulin Rouge. Nice. All right, uh, my number four is The Matrix. So I just uh, yeah, I hate that leather shit, but it works for the movie. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> And the trench coats and all that stuff. Everything Scott said. So, but that was one of the first things that came to my mind. So, all right, Alex, number four. My number four is uh, this time for just a singular person is Doctor Strange. I love his outfit, and I love that throughout the movie he kind of like just gains pieces of it as he uh, learns and has more lo- knowledge in the mystic arts. So by the end of it, he's got the whole cloak and he's got the eye of Agamotto around his neck and he can do all this cool shit. He's got the gloves. Yeah. Which are just gloves, but he doesn't have them right away. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. He, level, he had to level up before he could equip them. And you could go ahead and say that movie, they're all dressed. I mean, the whole costume of everybody in the Mystic... Well, I forgot what you call the place where he's learning from. But all those people, right? Wu and the Enchanted one? What's her name? Ancient one? Ancient. Yeah, I mean, she, yeah, she had hers was a little bit more elaborate, but everybody else kind of had. I mean, they're cool looking, but they're kind of like Jedi, like clothes, but without the robes. 
They're kind of plain looking, but they're very well designed. But his, like, with the flowing cape and everything, and he's got bright... Well, they're not bright colors, but they're more colorful than whatever everybody else is wearing. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. So that's why, yeah, Doctor Strange stands out. All right, Scott, number three. Okay, number three is Star Trek. Uh, one of the interesting things about about all those uh, costumes is they they change with every movie. So um, oh, yeah. from, from all the, the uniforms change. Yeah, from, from the motion picture where they're they they went way off kilter um, to uh, Wrath of Khan, where it was more traditional. They're still kind of wearing the bell bottoms, um, you know, all the way through the next generation stuff where they 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 they're actually wearing like shit that's made of cotton instead of lycra or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. or spandex so, yeah. was it all of season one where the actual in the next generation where the uh the women officers or, or the employees were wearing skirts i don't know about all the, the female characters like, like tasha R wasn't wearing a skirt but okay. um but i know for like the at least the first season maybe the first few i don't know how many in next generation they were all wearing like yeah this uh like spandex or whatever that was like apparently just horrible to wear because it was super hot and didn't breathe and like they the costumes stunk and they were uncomfortable they eventually like moved to like actual like cotton and wool and uh <laughs> to to make it bearable for the for the cast mm-hmm. and the original didn't ahura wear mini skirt yeah 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 i think that was a, a throwback for the next generation the skirt I, I know like uh troy on next generation they had her basically dressed up like a cheerleader for the first season. <laughs> yeah. They finally started letting her wear pants at one point. <laughs> um, so the one thing, like, I haven't watched that much Next Generation, but in the old ones, like I always thought the movie versions, I guess they've changed. You already said they changed. But I just remember them just being like the red fleet stuff. Where I like the old school, like the blue and the yellow and the you know how they all had their different colors. I always thought that was right. cooler on the show. And then when they redid the movies with Chris Pine, they went back to that. And I think I like that better than just the normal whatever they had the red. I remember it being like a velvety red or something. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, they, I yeah I have no idea what kind of material they're using for sure. But just like the colors, like I like it like it popped when yeah they de- yeah liked. they were definitely brighter. Yeah, yeah. They they yeah. I think the material probably had something to do with that. Like the. Yeah, they muted it a little bit with the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it is also interesting, the way they went through the ranks, how they swapped them for Next Generation. How on the original Star Trek, like, gold was the, like, command color. And then uh, and then that's where the joke, the red shirts came from. Those were yeah. basically all the, the lower rank. When Next Generation came around, it was red that was command. And gold was, like, like, tech and engineering and stuff. Yeah. So they got rid of that trope. And, uh, yeah. yeah, Star Trek. All right, mm-hmm. right. my number three, and it's because of the cheese fact, uh, effect, but history of the world. I just love like the Roman <laughs> stuff. And it's like they're wearing something they found at the Halloween store with their little Roman skirts and everything in the uh, Inquisition. I just like, that's something that came to mind too when I thought about this, especially they're just running around with their... <laughs> Little swords or sandals, and it's like, oh god. So at first I thought Gladiator, but I was like, no, I'm going to twist it and put a history of the world on here. <laughs> nice. So that's my number three, Alex. My number three is uh, Mr. Sunshine, the drama that I recommended last week. 
because this is a period piece in Korea where it was uh, you had a lot of people from um, America uh, and Russia and a bunch of diplomats there. There was a big like culture clash there. So you would see uh, women dressed in traditional hanbok, the Korean dresses that are really nice. And you also saw men and women in Japanese kimonos walking around everywhere. And there's also the Western fashions with men in suits and ladies in French dresses. So it's a period it's, piece. Yeah, it's spectacular. No, but not just that. You just don't see, you know, one type of dress. There's a bunch of cultures all together in one place. And it's not just, you know, a singular scene that does it. There's, they're all over the place. Every extra has like almost a completely different outfit from a completely different region. I, I have another question for you, Alex. Yeah. How much is Korea playing, paying you to promote this show? <laughs> um, Nothing, I guess. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Take your word for it. But I will say they speak enough English that sometimes it seems like it's like an American um, drama. Okay. They're not paying you in soju. Yeah, oh, I wish. I love soju. <laughs> All right, Scott, number two. Number two, Ghostbusters. What do you oh, want? Nice. The uh, iconic Ghostbusters costumes and the... The proton packs, uh, as most recently seen in Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, enough I said. thought you were going to be Winston. <laughs> <laughs> Racist. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, my number two, and I kept thinking of a bunch of different like sci-fi things, and then I just well, this one makes one of them all. So I have space balls on air. <laughs> it's like history of the world yeah nice so you know you could take stuff i don't know if it's Damn, i kind of wish i had i wish i had that in my <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. obviously it's still some star wars and star trek but there may, i i can't remember everything but like other movies well i don't want to say because they may be higher up you guys list but i just like that it takes a lot of it and then just puts its twist on it with the ball helmets and and president scroob and just and all that stuff so i, li- I like the, the ridiculous wig that Dick Van Patten has is the king of Druidia. I was just going to say, you have all the fantasy aspects down there, and then you have <laughs> Jawas. And... Prince uh... Valium. Jim... Valium, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jim J. Bullock and that ridiculous swing of these. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> Spaceballs. Spaceballs, the number two. <laughs> the search for more uh, crossover lists. There you go. Uh-huh. Alex, number two. My number two is uh, this movie I've only seen once, but it was so like visually stunning that it's always stuck in my mind, especially for costuming. And that's uh, Jennifer Lopez in The Cell with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, right? He's in that. Paco Kisses. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, she pretty much it's kind of like Inception, except you only go one level into a person's mind, into their dreams and stuff. And there's some crazy shit, some awesome costumes that. That like these capes that are draped onto Vincent D'Onofrio's back, and they span the entire room. So when he moves, like you see him from the back of the room being pulled by him as he walks forward, it's insane. It was great costume and set design at the same time. All right, I've never seen it, so I'll take your word for it. Yeah. All right, Scott, number one, number one, Star Wars. Okay, thought I was going to steal this from Jeff, but. <laughs> It was the other way around. Very clever, Jeff. Well played. <laughs> Fell uh, into my trap. 
Yeah, basically everything Jeff said, Stormtroopers, uh, the the Rebels have their own distinct costuming, and so mm-hmm. on. The Jawas. <laughs> I wonder if TK421 ever made it to his post. I don't think he did. Yeah. All right, well, my number one I may steal from Alex because he kind of uses it as an example. Yeah. Right, I'm going to go with Fifth Element. Yeah, I shouldn't one. have done that. <laughs> it's a good answer, one. though, so I have to steal yeah. it. I'll let you talk about it, though, so go for it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, the fifth element blew my mind when I saw it. Because, I mean, the trailers kind of prepared me for it, but then just seeing the spectacle that uh, Luke Besson made with uh, the penguin-looking aliens and stuff that shuffle along and uh, in the beginning of the movie, and then the Ugnaughts and all their whole look, and everybody just in the city, and uh, uh, fucking Will uh, Bruce Willis just in a tank top the whole time and then uh, Mila Jovovich and even less than that throughout most Ooh. of the movie awesome Please great costume help mm-hmm. <laughs> I got two points on my license so you, you understand you are fired <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Benny uh, great yep uh, everything he said and it's the colors pop yeah uh, good definitely contrast in that movie mm-hmm. Um, what's his face? Gary Oldman's whatever the heck he's wearing yeah. in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> the plastic helmet on his head. It's awesome. Yeah, Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zog. All the the flight attendants and their sexy outfits. All that. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, they just have a cleavage window in their thing, like yeah. girl. Yeah. Yeah. President Zeus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I heard he doesn't want an incident. <laughs> God damn it. So all right. Uh, any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. Uh, Fifth Element. (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars. Kept it off my list, too, because Alex mentioned it earlier. Had mentioned it earlier. Yeah, it's a good idea. I had to have it on mine, though. Um, all right, and I had Star Trek, but just more the colorful versions, not the the red and white stuff they wore in the movies. That's how I remember, anyway. It's been a while since I've watched Star Trek. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So the Dodgers they did it. <laughs> they won laughing. the thing. Sorry, real quick. People yeah. who just listen to our show for the first time, we just we just end with movies. All of a sudden, we're talking weird sports. I just love it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird to talk about baseball and how they won. Yeah, we're trying we're trying to appeal to everybody, Jeff. I know. Yeah, it's just no Bruh. segue. It's just it's time to talk about sports. <laughs> Sports. And if you know anything about sports, we're not really talking about sports usually. Go on. Yeah, the Dodgers win. Awesome. What did they win? They won uh, the big championship. They did it. Sweet. They're the winners. Sweet. They haven't won since uh, Tommy Lasorda pitched that no hitter. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah? What was that? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm actually trying to think. Was Tom, <laughs> the 70s? Tommy Lasorda, was he a pitcher? Yeah, he was a catcher. Is a catcher? Think about it. Yeah. Okay. Just like Mike Piazza. He taught him everything he knew. It's true. They're related, Alex. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Is he son-in-law? Well, they're Italian, so... (laughs) Hey! You're tying back into your racist rant. Oh! Come on. I was going to say. I thought you... (laughs) I don't even know what that means. (laughs) They are Italian. That's (laughs) fine. I don't know. But it's like a grandnephew, or maybe it's not even blood, but it's somehow his relation was a relation. 
Yeah. I think there that's why go. he even got drafted by the Dodgers. Like he was low, low, low pick. They just did it as a family favor, and then yeah, they turned out to be awesome. Yeah, basically. basically. <laughs> it's like wow, never yeah, can tell. Never works. You see, <laughs> everybody should do it. So I, I'm assuming you mean the Dodgers. They won the D DLVS. I don't even know what the hell they're called anymore. NL, they NLDS. won yeah. the trophy for the West because that's where we're at. You're not and entirely wrong, gonna, so we'll say you're right. Then they're gonna fight with the guys who won the one from the east. Who are? Uh the Astros. No. No. Oh. <laughs> That's the wrong league. It's the Milwaukee Brewers. Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee. That's Algonquin for the good land. It's time for Neam News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. All right, a couple of brief things to talk about this week. Um, So, started off with a couple, well, I guess only a couple of reviews here. Uh, I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp. Had not seen it yet. Really? Yeah, Yeah. I haven't seen it either. Mr. Marvel Boy had not seen it yet? I know, I know. Well, work sucks. Uh, So, um, I think Jeff had mentioned before that he had seen it and... Liked it, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I share the sentiment. Uh, <laughs> I, without spoiling anything, um, yeah, I thought this was a nice, I, I don't think palate, palate cleanser is the right word, uh, because I want, I, I want more <laughs> Infinity War. <laughs> is it palate stainer? Yeah, more, more like a, uh, an appetizer to hold me over between the next course. Uh, I don't know. Uh, okay. But, uh, so see, we got a brunch situation going on. Yeah, I, I but yeah, I, I enjoyed Fuck, it. I'm hungry now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I I enjoyed it. Um, holy shit about the stinger! But uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, so good. Um, I I did like that. Um, <laughs> so this is uh, Paul Rudd is the the hero here, but like really, it's the Wasp that's doing <laughs> all the heavy lifting. It seems like, and I I really like that. Uh, but yeah, basically, it's... she's like way more of a badass than he is. Which they kind of set up in the first movie, yeah. yeah. Uh, but here she, she actually gets to show it. It's awesome. kind of like the uh, Green Hornet and um, yeah, Kato, Kato, right? Yeah, it's kind right. of that. Take a spit on that. Who's waxing off over there? That was me. I was ra- rapping on my <laughs> keyboard. Rap, rap, rapping yeah, on my okay. keyboard door. So yeah, if you haven't seen it, I recommend. And this will be the cool. you know. The, such a drought between Ant Man and uh, and the Wasp, Captain Marvel. Oh, it's too long. It's too yeah, long. that's next summer. What May? No, March. March. Comes out before Infinity War. Yeah. Well, real quick, I got something that'll hold you over, which is uh, the animated uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. That looks awesome. Is that the one that has all the different Spider Man? Yeah, all the Spidermans. Sp- spider people. Uh huh. It just, it just looks great. It looks great. The great uh, character aesthetics and the uh, art design and everything. So, Seems like it's a cool script. So is it vignettes with different animation styles? Kind of like uh, what The Matrix did? Or is it all no, the same one, style? No, it's one movie. Okay. Like some things for actual the Marvelverse and all the Spider-Man are coming together into one universe. And they have to fix it. Okay. And Spider-Gwen Spider is there. Awesome. Spider-Gwen is... 
So what what's the animation house behind this? Do you know, Alex? I do not know. I should look that up because okay. it looks really good. All right. It's um, filmation. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did they do anything before this? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't, I can't say I'm familiar with that. Yeah. They're going to reuse a lot of footage. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Anything That's else? A, so there's Ant-Man. I finished up Maniac, which I believe I talked about last time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, just to kind of reiterate what I was saying last time. Um, there's a very twee quality to it. Uh after having seen the whole thing, uh, Emma Stone is great in this. Um, Jonah Hill is, is good. Uh, but uh, besides Emma Stone, the two of the kind of side characters... Kind Wait, of is McLovin in this thing too, or what? No. Aww. Oh, yeah, they, they, no they Michael Sarah. No Michael Sarah. no... <laughs> no Nazi Superbed? No. No Channing Tatum. Uh, nothing. Channing Tatum? It's 21 Jump Street. Oh, was Emma no, Stone Leonardo Di- no, no, Leonardo no, yeah, no, no Leonardo DiCaprio or Punisher. Uh-huh. Uh, so, um, but yeah, again, uh, Emma Stone's great, but uh, Justin Bartha and Sonoya Mizuno um, kind of steal the show as a couple of the side characters. Um, Justin Bartha, for anybody that's unfamiliar, did Leftovers most recently. I don't know if anybody watched that on HBO. Nope. Uh, uh, he was good in that. Sonoya Mizuno, um, probably her, where at least the two of you would recognize her from, is Ex Machina. She was the okay. she was the assistant. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. And that uh, she actually gets to talk in this one. <laughs> awesome. Does she keep her skin on in this one? Yeah. So she's actually British, so it's kind of weird to hear her talk with the British accent. Uh, I'll take that as a no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, and she took off my skin. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff going on in this. Um, at, at points, it, it tries to get a little deeper philosophically, but uh, for the most part, it's just fun to watch uh, more than anything else. So yeah, I recommend it. Netflix Maniac, and that's all I have to talk about. Alex, was there anything you wanted to mention besides Into the Spider Verse? Uh, not really. That was it. I can't wait. Okay. Oh, oh, one more thing. Uh, so, um, go ahead, Jeff. There's one more thing we're talking about. I'll, I'll bring it up in a second. Um, you to talk I about? finished Better Call Saul. It was pretty good. I recommend it, as I keep saying. And then I want to talk, or they mentioned, I don't think we brought up here the Star Wars show. They have a name for it, The Mandalorian, and then a couple pictures have come out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, you know me, I've been so, it's going to Killed Star Wars for me, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he's going to be a chump, just like uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I mean, Boba Fett is not even a Mandalorian, so like, uh, so we'll see. Maybe if this is actually going to tell us what Mandalorians are, then maybe that's cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why Boba Fett is such a chump in the original trilogy, because he's a clone. <laughs> I, I, oh, I think the time I'm period... Boba Fett. I think the time period is what I'm most interested about. It's after Return of the Jedi, and like mm. I think it's right after. So, like, are they gonna? I'm sure they won't be in it, but are they gonna mention little Luke Skywalker and Han and all that stuff and Princess Leia, or is it just not? Is this gonna be like some outpost far away? It doesn't really? They don't care. 
so I'd be good with that. I, I'm anxious to see what they do with the TV show with like 10 hours, you know, if they're going to make this something good. I don't know. Or if it's just going to be more Disney crap. It's John Favreau, so I'm, I'm excited about all that. So it, if Last Jedi and Solo hadn't come out, I'd be really excited. <laughs> Since it doesn't come out, I'm so yeah. excited. So we'll see. But I'll obviously watch it. I mean, who am I fooling? Um, this is going to go on their Disney streaming service, so obviously I'll have to pay for that. But that sounds like something I'll probably pay anyway. If they have old Disney shows and Marvel and Star Wars, like why wouldn't I pay for that? So mm-hmm. um, that's all I got. So Scott, is your last thing? Uh, yeah, something else that I wanted to mention. Uh, so uh, we, I don't know how many months back it was, but we did uh, the raid redemption. Oh yeah. Uh, so I wanted to mention that the director of that, Gareth Evans, uh, has a movie that I think just came out on Netflix called Apostle. It's actually a horror movie. Um, and poor planning on our part for not <laughs> including it maybe next year uh, for for our October horror movie run here. Uh, but yeah, I just I wanted to, wanted to mention that, that I think it might already be out. Um, if not, people keep an eye for it if you're a fan of his and the, and the raid. So I've I've... I know very little about this. Um, it's about some guy that goes to an island tracking to track down his sister, and he finds this cult. Um, I'm guessing because it's Gareth Evans that there's going to be some grade-A violence in this. Mm-hmm. Um, how good the movie is, I don't know. But again, <laughs> if you if you watch horror movies for the violence, uh, you probably will not be disappointed here. Uh, if the raid is any indication... Uh, Plot twist. It's a psychological think piece. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> two people in a room talking the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Apostle is what it's called. If you like The Raid and you like horror movies, you might want to check that out. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, to everybody. We at Hans Shop First want to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.